Welcome to the Stressed Out Dads podcast, where we touch on serious, humorous, and what-if situations that affect dads and men in general. This is episode 14 we doing today. I'm your host, Chad Patterson, and with me is my co-host, Tim Beecham. How you doing this morning, man? Hey, it's a good day to be alive, man. I see that the winter's coming on, and uh, it's getting a little chilly outside. Yeah, man, I, I like this weather, man. I've been, I've been waiting for fall to come around, man. Uh, we was chilling outside on the porch last night, man. Uh, my sister stopped by and we was chilling out on the porch, man, having some good conversation in the chilled air, man. But yeah, this is my type of weather. My this is hoodie weather, man. Well, yeah, I, I love this. You know, sweater weather is what I call it. I love it too. But it, I feel like I was cheated out of my summer with this pandemic. You know what I mean? I miss spring and summer. I feel that. I feel that. And once we go into uh. From fall to winter, and winter stick around, cause man, they saying we're supposed to have a bad winter this year. Well, they say that every year, though. Yeah, I know they do, <laughs> they do. But you know, once winter stick around for a while, man, I'm ready for spring to come back around, man. But I, I tell you what, man, with 2020 has been crazy anyway. But man, that summer heat's been killer, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I keep the AC on, and the house is always around, you know, 70, 73 degrees. So I, I really, unless I had to go somewhere, I really didn't feel the summer heat. I miss going to the beach. I miss uh, going to the parks. I still, you know, I checked about, I drove by there, but I, you know, with all this going on, I really didn't want to risk anything. Yeah, I know what you mean on that, man. Yeah, man. My wife said the other day, she was like, well, we, uh, Hopefully we we get to get at least one more one more grilling time in. I'm like, man, fall is the best time for grilling. Yeah, that's perfect time. Yeah, it's perfect time. I said, shoot, we got a lot of more grilling days. And I said, and I've been saying it every year. I said, but this year, I said, when it get about 25, 30 degrees, I'm going to be outside grilling, man. Well, well, you know, I, I said the same thing. And, and last year, it's well, you know, here it doesn't snow, snow, or if the snow right. comes, it's not here longer than a few days. I was outside making some um, beach and burgers on the grill, man. And it was snow outside, so it was pretty awesome. Oh man, don't don't that make you feel good, man? Yeah, I mean it's a perfect combination to heat off the grill, the chill air. I mean it's just perfect yep. to me. Yeah, man. I've um, you know, been been like at, at my buddy's house and stuff, and they, you know, he grilling outside, and you know, when it's really cold, and we out there, he got a. I know he did a uh, beer can chicken on the grill, mm. and um, oh yeah, it was good, man. It was good. But uh, I, I always say I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and I really hadn't done it yet, man. I mean, I've done it in the fall, of course, but not when it was just you know freezing cold outside, man. So I'm gonna do that this year. But um, man, we got some some more questions on the table man just some random ones again one don't necessarily go with the other one actually i think it's one that's really out of place than with the other ones the other ones seem to sort of go together a little bit (laughs) and the last one is sort of just a where in the hell did that come from type thing but we're gonna we're gonna roll with it man we're gonna roll with it It was just one that popped in my head so we're gonna roll with it but um, we're going to go ahead and hop into this first one because I'm ready to hear what you say on this. What was your first call, man? 
No, you mean first car that was in my name or first car that I drove or <laughs> no, that's a loaded question. Let me let me be more specific, man. What was your first car that you owned that was yours that you know, this is my car, nobody else's? Okay, I'm just going to say that a car that I was legally driving. I'm going to put it that the, way. Yeah, that's okay. what I mean, brother. It was a, <laughs> um, I think it was a, a Buick Skylark. That's what oh, it was right called. On. Yeah, uh-huh. right on. But it was, um, you know, where I grew up at, it, your, they judged your car and you by how loud your system was in your car. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I remember. Um, you know, I knew the guy at the pawn shop pretty well. So I used to get like house, speaker, any kind of speaker he had. And yeah. I had to, took the back seat out and I had the whole back seat filled with speakers. And it used to vibrate. And I had an extension cord that I had to hook the amp in to plug it and unplug it. And it vibrated. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. A, <laughs> and I remember uh, it took me like, like almost a week to get everything just right. But when you got out, it felt like. Uh, when you push the lawnmower and that vibration feeling you have after yeah, a while. Yeah, you still got that that tingly vibration feeling. Yeah, when people got out, you know, somebody said, hey, you know, what's going on? And you're like, huh? Huh? <laughs> Another sign of, of childhood stupidity. You know what I mean? That is fine. Oh, man, you, you must have had some knock in that trunk then, man. Oh, man, I remember playing LL Cool J's Cars Drive By with the booming system. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Man, that um, that takes me back to my first car, which was a 1979 Datsun B210 sedan, man. <laughs> that Joker was a baby doo doo green, man. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that the official uh, car dealership color, or is that the Chad Patterson color? Oh no, it was actually the the factory color, man. <laughs> what was it called again? <laughs> I called it baby doo doo green. Oh, okay. So that's not when you run the VIN number to come back and say, "Oh, this car was." A oh baby no, doo-doo. no, okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Actually, I I really don't know what, but it was a light. Man, remind you of one of them blowouts babies have sometimes where yeah. it's all green. <laughs> it it really reminded me of that color, man. But I tell you what, it was a it was a four speed, and um, I loved that little car, man. I did. I loved that little car. Uh, what did you love about it? For one, the cars ran forever. Forever, man. My mama got this car when I was 10 years old. And I remember when she got the car, I said, when I uh, get my license, I want this car. And she said, baby, this car probably going to be long gone once you get your license. <laughs> man, that car... Be, was my first car, man. Wow. Yeah, and that's back when, um, like you said, man, the systems was all up into the systems and stuff, man. And um, it seemed like I was doing something to that car all the time, switching out speakers or switching yeah. out, you know, uh, radios or switching out amps and stuff like that, man. And that was also back in the day when I'm, I'm sure that People our age will remember this. That was back in the day when, man, you dropped your car on the ground as low as you could get it. Yeah, yeah. 
you did it what we would call now the the stupid way, but back then it was the the cheaper way of lowering your cars, and it was heating up the coil springs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, man, your car rode rough as hell, and it bounced all the way down the road the road like a basketball. But it looked good though, man. Yeah, it yeah. looked good. <laughs> but yeah, man, I I love that car, man. And you know, I you know I would do my own work to it, and me and my my dad would get out there and work on it. And that was back when um the brat she had functified out. You know, that was a big hit for. Her. And man, across the front windshield. And intent with white letters I had on a functified mission on the front of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but again, man, I, I, I love that car. And actually, when I got rid of that car, I, I actually, I don't know why I did this. When I got ended up getting another car later on, I actually gave the car to my aunt's boyfriend for scrap. I don't know why, because I, I regretted it later. But um, I gave it to him for scrap. But the car still ran, man. Mm. It's it still ran. You know, you could still drive it and everything. I gave it to him for scrap. Don't know why I did that, but I did, man. I actually still missed that little car. I actually ended up later on. Uh, I think I was yeah, I was a senior in high school. I actually ended up getting another one. But it was a um, it was a nineteen eighty one. Datsun B three ten. It was a sedan too. It was like the uh the, the two ten but you know, different headlights and um little little things like that. Not totally different, but the headlights were square instead of round and the grill was a little different and stuff like that, man. But yeah, I actually loved that car too, man. Alright, so we're gonna move on to the next question, man. Name three sitcoms you like to watch as a kid or a teenager. Mm. Those are. That's hard, ain't it? Well, I have to go with Welcome Back, Carter. Okay. Good Times. All right. And um, Archie Bunker. It was called All in the Family, but I think we used to call it Archie right. Bunker. Yeah. That, that, that's three, but there's several more that, that I can. Same here, man. I got a whole lot, a whole lot I can name, man. But I'm gonna have to go with Sanford and Son, mm. Living Single, and Martin. Okay, those some good ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Even looking at those shows today, it take me back to them times, man. And you know, um, because back then, man, shows was was great, man. I don't know, just they, they had a different vibe. Like they have some good shows on TV now. I don't know, they don't they don't seem to have that same vibe like the shows back back then did, man. Like, you know, the eighties and nineties shows, man. Well they moved from um having content that was actually planned out and written to the reality TV because it was easier to produce. Right, right. And, and that kind of changed the dynamics in the way that we watch television. Like uh, MTV, I think, was probably one of the the changes that kind of pushed us in that direction and the, the type of products that they put on MTV. 
or what today MTV's not what we knew it as, where they actually played music videos all day long. But I think that's what started. Yeah, because they really hardly play any music videos at at all now, man. You know, even even looking at the the cartoons, man. Even the cartoons that's on TV now, like they, there's it's still some good ones, but most of them, man. Even my kids would say, back when they was a little younger, that the cartoons was stupid. You know that, um, and because you know that I, I turned them on to some of the cartoons that I watched, and um, they liked them better than than the stuff that they had to watch at that time, and you know, and even the stuff that's on now well what was some of the cartoons that you used to watch oh man the one that pops up in my head off top and 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 it's funny because we saw a oh man um the other night me and my wife was was uh browsing through youtube and it popped up and she goes and it's in is the, the cartoon is called heathcliff and um it popped up and she was like, Heathcliff. I was like, man, what you know about Heathcliff? That was, that was my cartoon back in the day. She was like, I used to watch that all the time. You watch that? I said, heck yeah, man, all the time. So Heathcliff was about a cat that um, pretty much lived like, lived like in the suburbs. And he would terrorize the neighborhood, but he would also go hang out with some some other cats that lived in a junkyard and uh they had the the cats that lived in the in this junkyard had a Cadillac and uh cuz I think it was it was originally called Heathcliff and the Cadillac cats or something like that and then later on they did another segment or whatever you want to call it just called Heathcliff but it was the same pretty much the same cartoon yeah I remember Heathcliff it was the uh, response at the time to uh, Garfield yeah man yeah cause it reminds you of Garfield and it sort of looked like Garfield yeah Garfield was um, crushing it at the time and it was pretty smart that they said okay look we don't need to reinvent the wheel let's just do another Garfield and that's you know. right yeah man but you know back then I used to look forward to you know the seasonal cartoons like uh, Charlie Brown and the Pumpkin Patch and yeah. the Abominable Snowman and uh, Rudolph the yep. Red Nosed Reindeer. I, I just yep. like uh, I tried to have that a couple of years ago. You know, sit down and just watch it with the kids, and they they you know there was no appreciation for it. They didn't really get it. Man, see, that's that's crazy because man, my kids still love stuff like. And I ain't gonna lie, man. I still sit down and watch a Charlie Brown Christmas, man. And, you know, when the kids get around the TV, you know, during Christmas time and we'll watch it or, or the, what's it called? The, the Great Pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we still watch, you know, Charlie Brown to me never gets old, man. It's, you know, because that's definitely, definitely back in, you know, our childhood and, be, you know, before. Because what? that The Peanuts came out in the 60s, right? I'm not sure when Schultz, uh, however you pronounce his name, yeah. I'm not sure when he first created them. Yeah, I want to say it was around sometime in the 60s, man. Wow. Yeah, man, yeah. But yeah, man, uh, another cartoon I got to throw out there, man, was He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, 
I don't know those, and then you know, especially like going to to Martin and shows like that, man. Like those shows, like stand the test of time, man. Shows like Sanford and Son and Martin and Living Single and shows like that, man, is it constantly grows a new audience every generation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that the, we, like you and I, the shows we name are from two different eras. I think the ones like um, Good Times and uh, yes. All in the Family, that was back in the MASH. And it was the one with yeah. Kern, Colonel Clink and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's when our grandparents were coming home from war, and that that was kind of the vibe on television, which left the, the right. western. Because it used to be westerns, then war movies. Because um, I used to watch Elvis Presley, um, well, if you want to call them movies, <laughs> was, he did the best yeah, he could. Yeah. But back then, I, you know, I, I was an Elvis Presley fan, and he was in to see him in those war movies was just funny because it, you know, it, it wasn't they, they sucked if you really. I was just a fan of Elvis, and I watched the movies, and there's nothing like Elvis with a gun breaking out singing, you know? Yep. But, you know, when it came up to, like, like Good Times, it was the first time that I heard somebody talk like we talked at home on a lot of things, and the struggles and the times and stuff. And then uh, going to, I like, you know, now looking at it now, I don't think shows like, um... The Jeffersons and All in the Family, which were like spinoffs of each other. Because I think George was first met on All in the Family. Yep. Sure yeah. <laughs> and, and the now I'm not you know that's not condoning racism or anything, but what I liked about the shows is that I think that uh, if you took a, a white guy and a black guy, even though they're not racist, we all tend to say something that would today would um, be considered racist. You know what I mean? mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Those shows, I I don't think we'll be allowed on the air today. Matter of fact, let me tell you this. I went back and I watched uh, some movies a few weekends back. A few weekends back. Uh, Had to be from like the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, Today they're called um, Black Exploitation Films. Yeah, yeah. Like like. Superfly. Yeah, but they they were actually having, like, it looked like they were having sex in some of these movies. I'm like, yo, this, this, you know. (laughs) Well, the one was called um, uh, Five Women Escape from Jail or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was um, four white women and one black woman. And the, the stuff that they said in there, I just, I had to laugh because today you could get fired for some of the things that they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was, a, like in the prison, it was um, the a new, and I'm just, the only reason I'm telling the, the race is to set the tone of what was going on. Um, It looked like it was shot in the log cabin that was supposed to be a jail cell or a a prison or like a camp. And uh, the new white lady came in, or another white lady climbed in bed with her and said, look, you could do it today or you could do it tomorrow, but it's going down. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> and so, you you know, today they would kind of imply what happened, but no, this was yeah, going down. Yeah, but they wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They or definitely they sh- wouldn't say it like they that. They showed everything on, on here. I'm like, wow, I, I, you know, I feel like. I mean, because this is late night, and I was just, I was just going through some films from the like seventies and stuff, look, looking around, and I, I said, I said, let me try, let me watch that, see, you know what that was like, that vibe was like, 
And um, I said, wow, I hope don't nobody come out because I feel like I'm going to get caught like I'm watching a porn or something. <laughs> Why <you> porn? <laughs> this was, because you know, they used to call Cinemax Skinemax. I don't yep. even know if they're, is there still a Cinemax or are they still out? I mean, I never had Cinemax. Oh, okay. I, I think I had a free trial back in the day, but once that trial ran out, we, you know, we didn't keep it. Well, they but, played some yeah, we sucky, called it Skinamax. Yeah, they played some sucky movies during the day, but after midnight. Oh, it, they got busy after midnight. Yeah, it, it was soft yeah. porn. But these yeah, movies yeah. back then, they went way beyond that. I mean, this is, I'm like, yo, I don't, I got to turn this off because I'm in the front room <laughs> watching it. <laughs> And I said, what if one of the you know, kids come out and see me watching it? Or, or I'm definitely getting accused of sitting in the front room watching porn. I had to turn the sound yep. down. I had to, <laughs> the music was like, okay, okay, I, I got to turn this down. Yeah I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, man. But I watched it, though. I didn't turn it off. I watched it. <laughs> Pretty much like you said, it was soft porn, man. But it was some good movies, man. It was some good movies. Watching some of the fight scenes was, was uh, hilarious because these, um, oh man, it was they, like the inmates when they escaped. There's a guy with a Cadillac that uh, you know stopped for him. A salesy, you could tell he was a, you know, he was a slime bucket. He would have been caught up in the Me Too movement, and um, he tries to give him a ride, and they get him out, and they're they're beating this dude and raping him. These women are raping this guy. Really. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my god, this is wow, this is so. Man. so what was wrong. the name of this movie? It was something like uh, I got to look it up again. It was something like um, five women escaped from prison or so, it was like 1973 or something like that. Right. Okay. Okay. Before we move on from there's another one I wanted to throw out there that sadly, oh uh, man, was that was a great one, but sadly would not survive now without catching a whole lot of flack. I, I think I know where you, what you're going to say. In living color, man. Oh, no, that's not what I expected you to say. Yeah. You know, what, I, was, what was you thinking, though? I expected you to say, in the heat of the night. Oh, yeah, man. That's <laughs> another one that, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be able to last today, man. Well, in the and heat, Another good show, though. Another yeah, great show. That was one that I watched, it, and it was one of those ones where some of the episodes you might have felt uncomfortable. But yeah. Because it's what was really going on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely what was really going on, man. Before we continue with any more questions, man, we're going to run and pay some of these bills real quick, brother. All right, y'all, we'll be right back. Hello, this is your main man, Tim B., and let me tell you, I cannot think of anything that I hate doing more than cutting the grass. I hate yard work. Well, that is now a thing of the past. Thanks to the robotic lawnmower called Landroid. This thing is sweet. It is extremely simple to set up. All you have to do is set the charging base, lay down the boundary wire, and measure your yard using the app. It's that simple. If you want to find out more about this awesome robotic lawnmower, visit stressedoutdads.com forward slash Landroid. That's stressedoutdads.com forward slash L-A-N-D-R-O-I-D. All right, welcome back to the Stressed Out Dads podcast. Timbo, man, you still feeling good? Yeah, I'm still good. Ready to go, man. Right on, right on. All right, well, man, we ain't going to waste no time. We're going to hop into the next question, man. 
Have you ever had a bad dream that still bothers you today? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. When I was a uh, kid, my mother, you know, I got in trouble in all these schools and I had to go to a predominantly white school where I met these kids that were into, I don't know what they were into. I don't want to call it devil worship because it wasn't worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. Black magic, witch magic. I don't know what you want to call it. But um, right. I had heard about this group and I went to go investigate and see what they were doing. Now, they weren't aware that I was looking to see what they were doing because they was having like this ritual out in the woods. And um, I remember getting caught up and they kept saying, oh, we know you're watching. We put a spell on you, just that blah, blah, blah. So I had a dream, which we're going to call it a dream, one night. Now, keep in mind, it's around the holidays and there's people in my house that this... I don't know what it well, was. I mean, this is in the dream? No, this, after all this happened in real life, they said that they cursed me, you know, so to speak. Okay, okay. So one night, you know, usually when uh, around the holidays when grownups come over, moms, hey, you know, the kids, kids go up in your room, go to bed or whatever. Right. So I'm sleeping, and I think that I'm awoken, or is that right? Awoken, awakened? Awoken because the door opened up and there was this, like, I don't know what it was, like an animal creature that was talking to me, telling me that it was going to come and see me and come and visit me for me not to be afraid. I'm like, well, aren't you visiting me now? What are you doing in my room? You know what I mean? So, right, right. And then it it was so realistic that I I wasn't sure for days, was that a dream or did that really happen? And then, I don't. do you know who George Burns is? You remember that guy, the old guy with the brown glasses? You smoke yeah, cigar. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy in my dream that every time, I, like, I would have dreams about, like, like I'm in the walking down the city streets and a big gorilla was chasing me. I mean, crazy dreams in this time. And this guy would always appear and help me navigate out my dream. But he had these big, huge, I don't know, some kind of wolf dogs that had these red eyes that when their mouth was closed, you could still see the fangs. Hanging out of the room. Wow. And the last time I seen him, um, like my mom always worked like two or three jobs, whatever the case may be. And my sisters, older sisters, that were supposed to watch us was always sneaking off of boys. Mm-hmm. So it was me, my sister Tammy, and my brother Josh. And Josh will tell you about this incident to this day. That night I had a dream and the guy said, I need to come and visit you one more time. Don't be afraid. So Josh is running around the house screaming, yo, there's a man downstairs looking for you. <laughs> now, now, this, now, this is not a dream. You can hit Josh up on Facebook and he will tell you this story. <laughs> so I go downstairs. This old man's in the front room with these two big dogs. So I'm scared. So back then, we had all kind of locks on our doors. The night. Wait a minute, so let, man, I'm sorry to pause you for a second. Yeah. So... You really? This was not a dream that you went down to the front room and it was a it was an old man there with two dogs. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, but it moved from a dream state into reality. And uh, well, let me first tell you the story. Even my mom, okay. when the next time you come down, ask her about this. So this old right. man is talking about you know telling me I was on this special path and that I was meant to do this and do that. So Josh and my sister come back downstairs. They got the baseball bat. 
and they telling this dude to get out the house. So I don't know what happened. Next thing I know, that the lights was going on and off in the house. My mom pulls up in the driveway. First thing she says when she walk in the house, she see Tammy has a butcher knife. My brother Josh has an aluminum baseball bat. And I'm standing there with nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she said that, I don't know what y'all was doing playing around with the lights, running my electric bill up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to explain to her. And they said, I don't know what kind of prank Timmy pulled on y'all. But with nobody in the house, with nobody, with, where did where the dogs come from? He says, he didn't pull the prank on y'all, is what she told him. Yeah. Then she said, look, did you have your sister, your brother smoking the ooh-wee? <laughs> <laughs> so they're looking, so we decide uh, the best route is for us to shut up. Because she's not buying none of this. Right. And to this day, we we still all three of us still talk about that and remember that. To this day, and it's still so from it's these dreams I used to have. And these dreams started coming to you from some kids you met at school. Well, it was in high school. These kids used to have. I mean, when you walk out, they look like some stuff out of a movie. They had the big hoodies on. They had. They all around set chanting stuff and it was crazy, man. And the one guy seen me in the woods hiding watching him. I'm just gonna tell you what I thought. I mean, just to keep it 100. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, there's some more crazy stuff the white people be doing. Like, now let me take in that time frame. I had met a girl and she wanted to know if I wanted to come over and play a game with her and her friends. I'm thinking. Yahtzee, Monopoly, you know, something like that. Mm, I think I know what you're about to say. They were playing Dungeons and Dragons. And, you know, and as a young man, when you're trying to, you know, do what you do, you're going to go with it. Right. I, I not, didn't think that's what you was going to say, but uh, <laughs> I could not believe the role play. But anyway, this is some of those people that were out in the woods doing this other stuff. Okay. And right. I'm thinking this is crazy. So. They say, hey, somebody's in, out there, you know, in the woods. So they were trying to chase me, but I'm out. And this is at nighttime. And I'm just thinking when I get back home, I'm telling my sister, yo, there were some white people in the woods. <laughs> and this what they was. Yeah. Now, let me pause that again. When I was little, we were in um, Iowa to visit one of my uh, aunties. And I, you know, I knew what the Ku Klux Klan was, but I, for me, it wasn't real because I've. I've never seen them. You know what I mean? It was just stuff I would see on TV and pictures and stuff. Right. So I'm sitting back there. Little kid. I mean, my show at that time was Casper the Ghost to let you know how young I was. Okay. So I'm looking out the window and on this hill, I see these people burning across. I, at that time, I didn't know that was a Ku Klux Klan thing. I'm like, Mom, 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 Casper the Ghost and his friend out there on the hill setting a fire. You think they roasted marshmallows? So they, everybody runs to the window. And mom grabs me by the arm and like throws me out of the chair. She starts, everybody's closing the blinds and closing the windows up and stuff. I'm laying on the floor crying like, man, I, you know, I want to see Casper. What's going on? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, so my experience through the years with white people in the woods haven't been that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then I see it and I'm thinking about, yo, this is like that Ku Klux Klan stuff I seen. You know what I mean? I wasn't sure if they were playing Dungeons and Dragons or if they, but it, to me, it seemed like it was 
this was something serious to them. And when they heard me, I'm giggling. <laughs> hey, somebody wouldn't they start, you know, running in my direction? Of course, I took off running. Right. And then one of the young ladies that I seen said, hey, I know it was you. I didn't tell on you, but we put a curse on you to keep you from telling other people what we're doing. Mm. I'm like, man, now keep again. My father, people originally from Cali, Colombia, who migrated to Florida and end up moving through with the Native Americans to Sheffield, Alabama. So they all believe in roots and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. And now I'm right. thinking, oh no, they done put the roots on me. <laughs> right? <I'm> <laughs> they done put the roots on me. <laughs> so then I started having these crazy dreams. They were scary at first, but they started getting. Like I tell you, the last one I had that I remember vividly, and, I, and I, if I'm going on too much, just say shut up and let's move on. Um, and I think that this dream later on, uh, it was as I started looking into it, it was interpreting interpreted as this was the change in my life. And this is when I started going in another direction in my life. I had a dream that these uh, gang members were chasing me. And I, I'm running on these, well, I'm running on railroad tracks, I don't know. But as I'm running down this railroad track, there's this little house on the side. And I go in there and I say, can I use the phone? I use the phone. I'm calling that old guy that I usually dream about that helps me out. Because I'm running, I'm looking for that old guy in this dream. He's not showing right. up. So I call him. Now, isn't it funny in the dream how I read in the house to use the phone because wasn't no cell phones or that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the lady's just screaming, ah, get out of my house, get out of my house. Because I seen the front door was open, so I just ran up in the house and I'm using the phone. So the old lady's screaming. I'm telling her, I'm not going to hurt you. I just need to use your phone. And I'm calling the old guy. The old guy said, you got to quit running and give in. I'm like, nah, they got guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the dream, this feels like super real. You know what I mean? So he said, you got to give in. So I'm like, man, this old dude, he gave up on me. He's not going to help me no more. So I got to get out to the lady's house because I'm thinking, now, I'm not thinking, but in the dream, she's about to call the police. And there's about to really be a situation here. Right. Now, looking back at why wouldn't I want her to call the police and some guys are trying to kill me? But, you know, it's it's a dream. (laughs) <laughs> right. So right. And obviously I can't get away from these guys unless I'm on the railroad track. <laughs> so I run back up, up over to the railroad tracks and I, like I get in the center of it. Then I take off running down the center of the railroad track again. These guys had passed where I was going while I was in the house. And when I came back out, I kept running in the same direction and I was running so fast. I ran up on them and they see me and turned around and they had the gun. And I said, you know something? All of them had shotguns. I said, you know, so I held my arms out. I said, come on, let's get it over with. And they start shooting. As they start shooting, I woke up. Wow. And that was that was part of my life that had changed where I, I mean, like I had got in trouble like a, a week or so after that. And the police officers start telling me, or detective rather, he said, you know, so as we start getting to talking and we're, we're talking about different things, he said, you're not like the rest of these kids. He said, there's something special about you. He said, you know the same stuff you're doing out here in the streets can make you successful in business. And he kept talking to me about it. And he said that his wife was in the advertising and all this other kind of stuff. And he gave me a book written by a guy named David Ogilvie. 
which is probably like the considered to be like one of the godfathers of marketing and advertising and stuff like that. And right. that dream, which caused me to, I'm talking to these guys, I'll oh, come with us just one more time because I was done with it. Got me arrested. The detective on the situation, seeing that there was something in me and had believed in me, gave me a book to send me down the road that I'm on today with advertising and marketing. Wow, that's amazing. I know that's crazy, Damn, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that dream like it was yesterday. It started. I mean, I, I'm just, I get carried away when I think about the chain of events and how amazing it is that every day we're faced with choices and the choices we make sends us down a certain path. Yeah, that's right. That's every right, single man. person I ran with, except for one, and I don't want to say his name, is either dead or they're in prison. And I, I get letters and stuff from them and calls on Sunday. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Ain't that something, man? Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely definitely something, man. So, yeah, that dream and that, that dream with that, I don't know what it was. Uh, I, you know something? I remember the name, the, the, the demon, devil, entity, deity, whatever it was, called itself Zimfast. I'll never forget the name of that. Zimfast? Yeah, Zimfast. That's what its name was. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. That's crazy, man. And I looked it up over the years, and I've had different uh, cultures tell me, you know, that it was a deity of this form or what it meant. But all the different deities told me that it was a deity of creativity and... Uh, there's another word they use. I can't think of it right now. But I know in India, they, they described it down to a T. Like, they drew it for me. You know what I mean? Wow. Is this what you see? Not too many people see that. I'm like, hey, I walked in my room. What did it do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. And for me doing a little imitation of an Indian accent, if I offended anybody, I do apologize. <laughs> you know I mean? Right, right. <laughs> I am trying to stay off of all kind of lists right now. <laughs> hey, I know what you mean, man. We don't need to be on no uh no target list, man. Well, I'm gonna throw I'ma throw my um I'm going to throw my dream out there before we move on, man. I'm going to be quick about it. Oh, can I take a guess? Yeah, go ahead. You had a dream you went to bed. I knew you was going to say something crazy, man. That wasn't that crazy, <laughs> man. That wasn't that crazy. You know, I remember uh, hearing stories about you had problems went to bed. You was like in your man, 20s. Yeah, I knew you was going to throw. I knew you. It, it was time, man. We needed one, brother. We, <laughs> we needed a joke out there, man. We did. Not anytime you have a dream about uh, you have to urinate, it's a setup. So I get up and go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? That's what I do. <laughs> but I think that you glowed and basked in that warm feeling until you realize what it was you did. Yeah, man. Now, that's that. You're right. That's exactly what I do, brother. I glow and bask. In the sea of my own piss. Well, your mom told me that you had problems with you, like in your early twenties, and I thought, well, you know, it happens. You know, it happens. <laughs> man, <laughs> for real, man. My early twenties. That that's what your mom said. I believe your mom would know yeah, more than anybody. I, I, I bet she did say that, man. Well, your wife said it too, but I, you know, she said there was a couple of accidents you had because you, you know, had a cookout or something. You had a little bit too much to drink, and you just let it fly. Brother, look here, man. I'm going to keep it real with you. Chad is not the one that be peeing in no bed. Myself and the listeners know what you're talking about. We got you. <laughs> Whatever. Right man. now I'm doing the finger guns at the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, man, my dream, I'm going to say this quick. I had a dream that we we uh we lived in a you know another house me and my wife and uh the kids and my mother-in-law we lived in another house and the crazy thing is is it it, it sort of looked like the house we live in now but not totally so it's it's a Saturday a a pretty sunny Saturday it's summertime me and my wife is outside washing um the van that we actually had at that time and it was a extension cord i had ran to plug the vacuum cleaner up so we could vacuum out the um the van i didn't know at the time that this extension cord had a fray in it so i'm washing one side of the van and my wife is on the other side. Like I say, man, the kids is outside playing. It's a beautiful, sunny Saturday, man. And I'm making my way to the back of the van. And when I go over to the other side of the van, my wife is laying face down on the ground and I run over there. I'm like, babe, 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 you know, what's wrong? Are you all right? But she's not responding. Nothing. She was dead, man. Ooh. And I'm calling 911 and all that. And once they get there and everything, and they take her in the body bag and all that, man, I realize that the cord had a fray in it and the water hit the fray. She, she stepped in the water and it electrocuted her. Mm. Crazy dream, man. In the ending, we go to the funeral and after the funeral, we're home. And I remember putting the kids to bed. My mother-in-law goes to bed. And I remember just sitting in the dark in the living room waiting to see if my wife was going to appear so I could say my goodbye to her. Mm. And that's how the dream, that's how the dream ended. And that's how I woke up, man. Man, I don't like that. that that's... I, I don't, I don't either, man. And, and like I said, this dream happened, man, back in 2008 something like that is when I had that dream and it's it it's still a very vivid dream man that I still every now and then think about you know that um because it was it was one of the scariest dreams I've ever had now I've had a few scary dreams but it was one of the scariest dreams I, I've had in my life, and um, yeah, yeah, you you kind of threw my day off with that one. You didn't even have to. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, every time I talk about it, man, it puts this um this sort of cloud of it uh, ickiness around me, man, that I have to shake off because it was too it was too real, man. It was. It was just too damn real, man. 
When I, in the effort to turn that around, something you said in that dream that you had dreamed about the house that you're in now, you know, mm-hmm. I remember talking to you, and you were like, man, I had this weird dream. And I remember you describing it. And then when you sent me the picture when you first got your new home, I thought, this is what he described to me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. on the phone that I, you know. So I was like, man, is it, that's crazy. You know, But I do remember yeah. saying it. Now, the only thing you didn't say is about the internet issues that you had. Uh, man, that puts the damn cloud of gloom around me, too, when I talk about it. But that's behind you now, man. You got yeah, full-speed internet now. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, yeah, man, we're going to um, go ahead and shoot to this last question, man. Okay. Other than finances, why do some people, men and women, choose not to go to the doctor on a regular basis? Well, it, again, it comes down to I can only speak for my belief structure. Yeah. And I don't know anyone who has ever went to a doctor and they said, hey, you ain't have no reason for coming here. You're fine. I, I've, I've just never heard of that. <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So I'm almost right. going to a, yeah. a bootleg auto shop with a brand new car. You just left the car dealership. And you take it to this bootleg guy. Oh, man, you need your oil change. You need your tires rotating. You know what I mean? Your Guibo, yeah. your Guibo disc is is running out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I grew up when uh, there was a like my great grandmama. Her name was Ja Mama. It's a, a Indian name, or well, from a tri- it's a tribal name. From a, I can't think of the right, name of the tribal right. name. But anyway, she always grew these. They look like regular plants, but they were herbs. And I remember anything that went wrong, she'd go out there and pull these leaves off, and she'd get to you know heating them up or boiling them and making teas and stuff. And they always worked. Yeah. I had got something where they couldn't break my temperature and they were wanting to take me to the, my grandmother on my mother's side said, we got to get him to the emergency room. But my dad and my great grandmother said, no, that's not what we're going to do. And they went out there and got these leaves. Now they stripped me down to my little, my little under rules. Your your tidy whities. Yeah, man. The tidy whities, man. You know, back then when I didn't buy my own. Right. Now, now, it was told to me that the temperature had gotten so bad that I had, you know, I had just passed out. Like, I went into, like, a coma almost. And they covered me with all these leaves. And they said that the leaves started curling up like it was taking the fever, according to them, out of. But the only thing I know is a couple of days later, I was back outside playing. And I've always lived by that, uh, like, golden seal, echinacea. I've seen... Family members um, down south get bit by snakes. And it was like, to me, oh, my God, you're going to die because I see that on TV. Yeah. But they get to grinding up the echinacea plant, mixing it with water, start making like a mud pack out of it and put it over that snake bite and going about their business. You know what I mean? So it's. Wow. So, and for me, I, they, a doctor, I'm not, I'm not saying like right now, a chiropractor that I go to. It's probably one of the best chiropractors that I've seen in my life. You know what I mean? The way he explains everything to you and he lets you know, hey, I don't heal anything. What I do is I align the body and allow it to do what it's supposed to do, you know, which I'm all about that. I don't run to the doctor. I I have to be messed up and have to be beyond my realm, like my brain's oozing out my head or something like that. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But I just don't like. I have problems with high blood pressure. I, I every year I have to go get a annual, uh, like annual physical, and the physical that I um went to go get. Now I'm feeling great. 
But I could tell something's wrong because everybody's looking at each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And uh, the lady said, are you on any blood pressure medication? I said, no, nah, not at all. And she said, you're in a zone where you could have a stroke at any time. I said, oh, yeah. I said, okay. So where does it need to be? And she says, no. She said, we might want to send you to the emergency room. I said, no, we're not doing, we're not, we're not doing none of that. I'm not going to the emergency room. I said, so you say that my blood pressure is high. She said, it's elevated high. She said, to the point where I'm concerned. And I've used two different instruments to check it, and it's all saying that it's high. So I went home, and I just started adjusting and, and going through my, my notes and my little journals and stuff and fixed it myself. And I believe that I'm... You know, it, bodies like anything else. I wish we had little lights that came on, which we do, I guess, like check engine yeah. lights. You know, what I mean? yeah, our, our body lets us know when something is wrong, man. If we listen, I remember my girl had under her neck. She had you could feel it was swollen like two big lumps, like a bullfrog. Her lymph nodes were messed yeah. up, and I said, "Do you want me to go get some medicine and fix that for you?" You ain't no damn doctor. Almost a thousand dollars for the checkup and blood work and antibiotics. She found out it was a lymph nodes, just like I told her. <laughs> now, uh, years later, that same thing happened, and she came to me. Now she has insurance, but I think the deductible. She has to pay some kind of deductible. That's kind of crazy. Uh, do you think you can help me? <laughs> <laughs> Now, natural herbal stuff is kind of expensive, but it's not a thousand dollars expensive. I think it was less than fifty bucks. I was able to get rid of that and clear that up, and she's never well, had that's it since. A big difference than a thousand, brother. And you know, man, this is this is the reason that that this question came to me when I was, you know, laying out questions for this episode. It was because I was talking um, with my mama the other night. And um, I've I've talked with other people over the years, you know, friends and other family members and stuff like that that said the same thing. We was talking about, you know, doctor, and I said, well, mama, honestly, at, at your age and the fact that you do have some health issues, you should be, you know, going to the doctor to be getting, you know, uh, regular checkups and stuff like that. She said, I'm sort of scared to do that. And I said, why? And I, 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 in the back of my head, I, I knew what she was going to say. She said, because I don't want them to tell me something is really wrong. I don't want to find out that something is terribly wrong. I said, well, if something is terribly wrong, I said, wouldn't you want to know or find out before it's too late? And she said, well, yeah. That makes sense. But I've had other family members and friends over the years say the same thing, that they're scared that something is majorly wrong and that the doctor's going to tell them that something is terribly wrong. I talked to my father in the morning, and uh, we were laughing and joking. He said that uh, now in order to qualify for some kind of insurance, he had to go get another physical. He went to the doctor they rushed him from the doctor to the emergency room because they said he had some type of blood clot in his leg. Yeah. They Now, usually, now this is some note. That, well, I, I don't recommend anything. I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything like that. I'm not telling anybody what they should do. 
But I was trying to tell them anytime before they give you Kumara, which I hate that they give because that's even PETA outlawed that for killing rats. It was used as a poison to kill rats. It's called Kumara. Oh, really? That Was they using that to try to break up the blood clot? Well, that's one of the things they first used to thin the blood. Uh, okay. Um, I said, make sure you put a screen in. It's like almost looked like a door screen they put in before and after the heart to catch any of the clot that may come through. Yeah. I remember, um, I don't want to say any name, but family member saying, you're not a doctor. How do you know? Not These are family members that got away from the tradition that we grew up in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you, we got older and we started using the doctor, it was when we couldn't figure out what it was, you go to the doctor to get an idea. Okay, I know what it is. I know what to do now. Yeah. They didn't put that screen in. The blood clot went to my father's brain. He went in for a physical to get... Uh, to adjust his insurance policy and ended up dying. Man. And I don't know anybody that's ever went to the doctor. And like I said, I'm not I'm not anti-doctor. I, I do believe there's good doctors out there. Right, right. And all that kind of now, stuff. I mean, I have my own, you know, I, I do go to the doctor. Um, I'm not saying I like to. The reason, <laughs> and, and, and prior to 2018, I wasn't going to the doctor like that. The reason I started is because my blood pressure went haywire, man. Mm, yeah, I remember you telling me that. And yeah, and um, to the point where it's it's amazing how your blood, how your body reacts when your blood pressure is so high that you can feel that something bad is about to happen if you don't yes, get some yes, medical attention. Yes. It's amazing what your body goes through and what it does, man. Because my body did some crazy things from me looking in the mirror from my wife looking at me and saying, babe, are you okay? I'm like, why are you asking that? Cause you swollen. I go look in the mirror, man, from head to toe, from my face down to my feet, my whole body is swollen. And my, I can feel my heart struggling to pump the blood through my body. It was the weirdest thing. And I go from these cold chills and shaking to it easing off and doing the same thing over again and me having these headaches that all I could do was lay in the bed. It was was just the craziest thing, man. But anyway, I have my opinions about certain things that doctors do and certain ways they try to handle certain things. And I'm not downing doctors or anything like that. But, like, you know, my my mom, man, like I said, my mama, like, she has some health issues. She has some heart issues. Right. And she has high blood pressure and stuff like that. And But she won't, she won't go to the doctor unless it gets to the point where she doesn't have a choice but to go. Where she ain't, you know. Well, well think about this. Do you know personally anybody that's gone to the doctor and maybe was temporary? They're on medication from then on out. I don't know anybody that's like I, my sister right now. About a year before I started having like the, well, I've always had migraine issues, and this it. Yeah. And my theory is that when I'm able to get it under control, my body gets used to what I'm taking it, and I have to come up with another solution. I gotta like rotate the solutions. Right. Um, right. But the thing that cleared up my migraine for years was acupuncture. 
it, it straightened me up. Back pain, because I used to get back pain so bad I would fall. I could be in the mall in the store, and I have to go down to the ground. And I have to lay there and get myself back together. Acupuncture, I, I didn't have that for a long time, but the lady, I don't know what happened to him, that office. So like this chiropractor, since I've been going to this chiropractor, I haven't had any back pain. Or I might feel a twinge, like I didn't go, like I skipped a couple of sessions, I felt a twinge. And I started laughing. Mm-hmm. I said, is this like a placebo or is this really working? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And then migraines have, I haven't had a killer migraine. And it's kind of funny because he, the first thing he said is I adjust your body and allow it to do what it does. Now, my sister, who is a strong individual of faith, she right. started having high blood pressure issues when she went to the doctor. Matter of fact, she works in the doctor's office. They put her on medication for her blood pressure. When she wouldn't take that medication or she forgot to take it or whatever, she started suffering from anxiety. So now she got medication for anxiety and blood pressure. Wow. You know what I mean? And um, I would tell her, you know, hey, sis, now, she grew up in the same household. She knows these things already. So I said, let me cleanse yeah, let me help you go through a cleansing cycle and let's try to get your body back on track. She said, okay. And we laughed and joked about when John Mama used to do this and do that, blah, blah, blah. And as we started going through, you know, your body kind of, it's like, what's going on? What are y'all trying to do? You know, type of thing. Right, so yeah. Usually when you switch in from medication to a natural solution, you, you may get sick for two or three days because your body is like a detox. And when she hit that detox, the anxiety kicked in. She's panicking. She can't breathe. So I'm like, you know something? Go back. And right now to this day, she still, she has to take that medication. She has to, has to get it. I remember she couldn't get a refill when, when this pandemic stuff started, started out. She was bedridden for like almost two weeks because she was paying, oh my God, I could have a heart attack. I feel lightheaded. I feel, I'm like, sis, you, you know better than this. You know what I mean? You know better than right, this. Right, yeah. So, but you know. Then I realized, you know, to each their own, if, if that's what, it's like a, a kid that needs their wooby or their blanket to to, to be okay, right. to by yeah, all means, to let, them okay. let them have it, let them have it. Yeah, and, and see, you know, that's that's my thing, man, because, I, yeah, I do I do go to, to the doctor on a more of a regular basis now, but I also, I'm a researcher, man, just like you, you, right. you research stuff, I research stuff, and, and and me and you talk, and you you find something out about about some some um some health improving agent home remedy, and you throw it my way, and vice versa. Right. And um, like um, the vinegar water. Yes, yes. Man, I drink at least one to two uh, bottles of vinegar water a day, a regular sixteen point uh, nine ounce bottle. And with that, and watching what I eat more, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a difference in my body, it's especially um, you know drop dropping uh, weight. Do you still um, do you still uh, do intermittent fasting? I do. Yeah, I still okay, do okay. the I intermittent fasting. Yep, yeah, I still do that um, because man, I, I realized that. Some doctors, and I'm not going to put all doctors in this category, they all do prescribe pills, but it seems that some of them are more 
let me put you on pills for it. Let me put you on pills for it. Yeah. Now, right now, I have, because um, I have a heart arrhythmia issue, so I go see a cardiologist sometimes. And, um, but my cardiologist is the one that's actually focused on trying to see why my blood pressure at the age of that, he said, he said, you're young, man. He said, your blood pressure should not, you know, be acting crazy. He said, I, he pretty much, he said, I want to find out why that is. He said, cause once we find out why it is, he said, he said, cause you've told me you want to be off these pills. I said, yeah. I said, I, I don't want to be on, on these pills for the rest of my life, man. He said, I want to find out why that is. That made, you know, I'm like, well, you know, that's what I'm talking about because, man, my primary, it's like she's really not trying to figure out why. My, it's like she was on the path of trying to figure it out and she couldn't find anything and she just stopped. It seems like that the past few times that I've been going to the doctor, and I hadn't been able to see my primary because she wasn't available. Mm. I've been seeing um, actually this nurse practitioner that seemed to have been doing more for me than my primary doctor. It's, it's crazy, man. But, I mean, you you again, I am not knocking, knocking doctors. It's just some of them more apt to what I, what I call pill doctors. They just want to put you on a pill and move on. Well, let me say this, knowing the the level of stress that you live with on a daily basis and, and knowing a little bit of what you go through, man, why right. don't you try to look at a chiropractor just to see, I mean, try that for 30 days or so and see how, if that makes any difference. Because when you get older, you know, uh, that you're, by, I'm, let me put this disclaimer out there, I am not a professional, I don't claim to say I even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, right. I'm right. here, you know, yeah. like going back to the vinegar water. I, I, I'm not telling you to do it. You know, if you do it, you do it on your own because, hey, some people could be allergic to vinegar. I don't know. Yes. Yes. You know, so this is a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is not giving anybody <laughs> medical advice at all. Correct. And with that being said, you know, you're. And I didn't realize it. Well, I, I, with the acupuncture, the way I, I went to that is that the chiropractor that I was seeing had um, moved to another state to open up a bigger yeah. practice. And I said, okay, I, I can. I went to a couple chiropractors, and it's just like you. For me, I, I got that vibe like either I click with them or I don't. Like you were saying about your primary, and right, I think they yeah. all start off good. And then somewhere along the line, I'm like, homie, man, I, I don't feel like this is about me. I feel like you start <laughs> you start to really see they true, I guess, quote unquote, their true colors. Yes. Of, yeah, yeah. So I said, you know, my job is to worry about me. So I, I don't think you have me in your best interest. So I have to move on. And exactly. When I now the acupuncture, I'm not a big fan of needles at all, and. When it came, it's like when I was doing my research, is one of the things that kept popping up over and over again. I said, you know something, you know, fear means false evidence that appears real. So let me educate myself more on this practice. Right. And right. I, when I called, I said, well, I want to schedule an appointment because I want to meet the acupuncturist. I don't want to actually get anything done. I just, I, I want to be informed about it because I think this could be a solution to my problem. 
And the way they tricked me is that I was sitting there, and uh, the one lady was talking to me, and the doctor was holding my hand, saying, oh, let me see your hand. Okay, let me look at it. And when she distracted me, he had stuck two or three needles in my hand. When I turned back, I seen him, which I almost, I'm just going to keep it 100. I was like, almost passed out. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but I didn't even feel him put in there because they're so thin. Then I said, okay, it's a go. Let's do this. And then the first session, I know they're touching me, but I just, I, I don't know what they're doing. Because you know, yeah. it's not like you feel, a, if you ever had a tattoo or anything or a shot for for vaccine shot, that hurts more than going to, you don't even feel it with an acupuncturist. Right, right. So then I'm like, because uh, my first thought was, and I didn't understand why they did it. They said, hey, you, hey look over here. And they turn your head, you look in the mirror, and you can see all the needles in, in your back and on your body. Yeah. I said, I don't want to see that. But then, because you didn't feel it. If I, they wouldn't have told me that, I would have said, you know something, they just had me laying down face down, left the room and came back. Because you, know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. And, then as, as, and as I was going on, I started to realize that, hey, I haven't had that back pain in a while. Or, hey, I haven't had these migraines in a while. And uh, it, it was just a beautiful thing. So just a, it was a recommendation. I mean, what, what does it hurt for you to schedule an appointment with a chiropractor? I mean, it doesn't. True, yeah. And if it's going to help align your body so your body, I I believe your body can adjust itself if given if given the right time, and you don't wait till like you smoke cigarettes all the way to your lungs are like black like charcoal. Say, hey, I'm gonna stop and let my body think it's too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, I, I, um, and 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 man, uh, no BS here. It's funny, funny that you say that in this podcast today, because like I said last night, my my sister came over to see my daughter before she goes, before we take her back to college today. She came down for a few, um, a few days to see, um, my mother-in-law, her, her grand, her grandma. Cause she's, you know, she's not doing good. Mm. And, um, so, um, I was talking to my sister because she's talking to me about, um, she has, what is it called? She's going through some issues now of she has uh this degenerate disease. Is that what it's called? I think I heard that term just recently on another podcast. <laughs> yeah. So she she she's dealing with that right now. And I asked her a question. I said, here I noticed within the past month, said I don't know if it's how I'm sleeping or what. I said, but depending on the way I turn turn my head I said at the base of my skull like I guess where your skull meets your your spine yes what's that called the, um I forgot what that's called right there but um I'm getting like grinding and popping mm. and and yeah and sometimes it's making me jump because there's some pain with it she said she said bruh she said, I'm going to tell you. She said about five, four to five years ago, she said, that's exactly how my disdegenerate disease started. And I hope I'm saying that right. And pl- y'all, for the listeners, if I'm not saying that right, I apologize. But she said that's how hers started out. Mm. She said uh, it started out with that same thing. She said, you might want to 
get it looked at now or, or, you know, something like that. So we just talked and, and that was it. So last night when I was getting ready to get in the bed, I said, babe, I think I need to look into seeing a chiropractor. Mm. And it's funny that you bring that up in this podcast today. Well, I hope that you follow up on it, man. I hope you actually go, you know, and see that because I think that could be a game changer for you. Okay, and I man, I'm I'm sure I will because, yeah, man, I'm always for because I would rather see a chiropractor and a chiropractor be like, oh, well, I can help you out with this, and we can stop this 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 process that's happening. So it's good you came to me now instead of. Oh, well, Mr. Patterson, we're going to put you on pills and you have to come every two weeks to get shots. No, no, you know, I ain't trying to go through all that. Let me tell you this. Uh, Two of my sisters are on on all kind of medication. My mother is almost 80 years old. She's on zero medication. Well, what she goes to the doctor for, and she's going to have some serious stuff going on. And she, like, she and I get down and I'm going to take a picture of the book after this and show it to you. Uh, we'll go through this book and try to find which herbs will spice. I mean, which stuff to use. Like um, over in the Philippines, my friends, they had this thing. It's called Zingay, or it sounds like they're saying Zingay because of the accent. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like a um, a disease over there that was killing people. The people in the city were dying from this. But people out in the Providence, like the the rural area, if you will, yeah, they go out in the yard and grab these plants and make a little tea out of drinking. They're fine, and they use this. It's called a miracle fruit. Look that up too. And they've been fine. <laughs> they've been fine. They've been fine with it. So I mean, it's just. I think that uh, I trust myself more than I do anybody else. But I know that the I think that doctors serve their purposes, and I I would like to believe. That, oh yeah, that every doctor that studied to be a doctor did because they wanted to make a difference in the world. But just like anything, like getting a job or opening up your own business, sometimes politics creeps into that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that there's no nobody allowed to say that, hey, there's still no cure for cancer because we've seen it being cured over and over again. There's just no money in the cure for cancer. You know what I mean? And again, that is my opinion. And if you yeah, would like to yeah. sue, this is owned by Chad Patterson and not Tim Beach. Don't you start co-host. that now. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, uh-huh. I, I want him to get yeah. it straight, you know. <laughs> and let me know. I need to go ahead and cut that whole chunk out. You just said. I am the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, man, again, again, before we wrap this up, man, we're not. We're not down. I'm I'm not down in doctors. I'm, I'm sure Tim is not down in no, doctors. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because doctors have a very important place in this world. They do. It's it's just what I was saying, and I will say it again. Some doctors seem to just be in their profession just to put you on pills, and let's move on to the next patient. Not all doctors are like that, because I will say again, the nurse practitioner that I have seen the last couple of times I went to the doctor because I couldn't see my doctor because she wasn't available for that day has actually, I'm more impressed with her than my primary doctor. Mm. You know, that, yeah, that, that, that's something right there. 
Yes, it is. But, um, yeah, y'all, again, doctors do have their place and they do have a important place in, in this world. They do. But on that note, you got anything else you want to add before I close out, Timbo? No, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm content and I stand by my statements. And if you don't like it, this company's owned by Chad Patterson. That's C-H-A-D. <laughs> oh, man. Well, on that note, y'all, this is uh, this has been an enjoyable podcast. I enjoy myself today. I always enjoy myself recording these podcasts for y'all. I'm sure Tim does, too. But thank y'all for listening to the Stressed Out Dads podcast. As always, like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends and your family, anybody that you possibly can. Tell them about Stressed Out Dads. Send them to the podcast. Ask them to subscribe and ask them to share and comment so we can continue bringing the listeners in. As always, y'all, be safe out there. I'm your host, Chad Patterson, and my co-host... Uh, Tip Beecham here, falling asleep at the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I was just looking at my schedule real quick. Make sure that uh, I'm still Chad's line. Now, make sure that you be safe out there and uh, wear a mask. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. That's right, yes. Keep your mask on, practice social distancing. Let's uh, continue to... Uh, Help one another, not hurt one another. This is Chad Patterson signing out. We'll get with y'all in the next podcast episode.